Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Indy Star Preps Weekly, Brian Henschen, Kyle Nedrip, and introducing the Akeem Glasby. Akeem's back. Kyle and I are excited. Akeem, how the heck are you? I'm good. You know, it's I'm always better when I can see these two beautiful faces, right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's good to be back. Um, feeling good. Um, football season's here. I don't. Seems like it just ended from last year, but yeah, we're already heading into week two, which is crazy. We'll do this in yeah. person soon, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. I think plan is starting next week. We'll be back. The gang will be back together. We'll have a studio. We'll have the weatherman back with us. It's going to be. <laughs> We'll be back to firing on all cylinders, which is great. Um, but but Kyle, let's dive right into things and and we'll just we'll just play it broadly. We're gonna let you have the floor. Just your first impressions and biggest takeaways, I suppose, from from week one of the high school football season. Uh, probably Akeem's game was some, something that was a bit of an eye opener with New Pal beating uh, Westfield. I thought that was maybe a, a statement game for New Pal. Not necessarily like a huge upset necessarily, but. You know, 42 to 28, you know, the way they ran the ball, I thought was interesting against, uh, you know, and I'll be honest, I, after watching Westfield in the scrimmage, I had some questions about them. Uh, they are replacing a lot of guys from their, their back-to-back uh, runner-up teams in 6A. But, you know, I think that was, you know, and New Pal's done this before. You know, they, they beat Center Grove back-to-back uh, a few years ago. Uh, when they had that Charlie Spiegel team and a lot of really good players on those teams. So it's not like they haven't done this before, but I think probably, you know, after last year, a little bit of a down year at eight and four, uh, definitely. And they vaulted back to number one in four A this week. So, you know, they dropped down a class. They're back to their normal uh, where they should be by enrollment, their class. So uh, they're scary, I think. And, and so I took that away. I, I thought, you know, the game I was at was, you know, the Brownsburg Ben Davis game. I thought was interesting. Um, you know, 21-16, I thought both teams could definitely are go- going to play better. I think both teams have the type of teams that are uh, good enough on both sides of the ball, you know, to get it done. And Ben Davis was playing without the the guy who will be their starting quarterback starting this week, uh, Thomas Gotkowski. So you add that factor in, too. And I thought Ben Davis overall uh, played pretty well. I think Brownsburg can play a lot better and they will play better. Uh, than they did. Uh, you know, Jaden Whitaker was good enough. I think he's going to play better as the season goes along. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, there was a lot. I mean, and, you know, we kind of rehashed it on IndyStar.com in, in multiple ways. You know, we do our – I did a Twitter spaces, and hopefully you guys can hop on there this Friday for a couple minutes and, you know, cover your games a little bit. Uh, so we'll do that again. Uh, obviously, the what we learned and all that fun stuff uh, is out there. But – you know, that was just a couple things. I thought your game, Brian, was was interesting, too. And I think Karma will play better as the year goes along. They just have to figure some things out on offense, it sounds like and look like. Um, and then Center Grove, you know, I, not to, you know, uh, leave them out, too. I thought, you know, they got it done. You know, they had some, you know, Drew Wheat out of the game with an injury. You know, they were able to, Micah Coyle comes in, runs for, for 200 yards. They beat Warren Central and and uh, a good Warren Central team, I think that's going to be better again than they were last year. So, you know, 29 consecutive wins and it keeps rolling. They'll be faced with a very tough challenge from Carmel this week. So we'll see 
what happens there. And I think generally 6A is pretty balanced this year. I think that's another thing uh, is is kind of an overriding takeaway from the week is that uh, Center Grove has come back to the field a little bit, and we knew that would happen. And, you know, are they still number one? I say for now they are, but, you know, you got Cathedral who – plays at Brownsburg and we'll get into that a little bit but you know the, there's a lot of teams I think that maybe feel like they have a chance this year in, in 6A so that was a major takeaway too. Akeem let's talk about your game quick Kyle mentioned that as one of the big ones from last week what did you see with New Pal and, and Westfield? Yeah I mean I, I knew heading into the game that it was going to be an interesting matchup between New Pal's you know vaunted offensive line and a Westfield defensive line that lost its best player in, in Popeye Williams so I mean I knew that New Pal was going to look to control the line of scrimmage and, and they did I mean even talking to the um, Westfield's coach after the game they're like we didn't tackle well but we got blocked really well they did a, the offensive line was dominant with Burgess and then more you know two three four-star off-level offensive linemen so that was kind of the the focal point of the game and Westfield, I will say they played better as the game went along. You know, Cole Bowd was a little shaky at quarterback to to begin. There was like a couple miscommunications on key plays where like the, the snap was off and the plays kind of got blown up a little bit. But I mean, as the game progressed, Ballard looked a little more comfortable. And then they have um, talented skill players and Terry Williams. He had a 95-yard kickoff return touchdown and he looks like a really expo- explosive player and um so I'm in in um Ambrolis at wide receiver. So I mean as the game went on, I could see the recipe for Westfield to get better, but at the same time, New Pal was just a well-oiled machine. And I'm interested to see how that will translate to next week against Decatur Central. But I mean, I would say it was it was a great game between the two teams and New Pal looks great and Westfield definitely has some improvement to, to go. But I feel like the pieces are there for Westfield that I mean four weeks from now this game could look like a blip and maybe in a rematch, who knows how that turns out. Um, Kyle, let's just jump off there and look ahead to next week. And specifically, I guess a good spot to start is Decatur Central and New Pal. You mentioned Decatur Central taking some steps forward. Akeem just talked about New Pal and some of the progress that they've made. And, and you obviously wrote about the fact that they're coming back a little bit. What do you what do you make of that matchup of seeing these two teams go going head to head so early in the season? Uh, yeah, I really like uh, that game. I think, you know, like Akeem mentioned, Ian Moore and Luke Burgess are, you know, two of the best offensive linemen in the state. Decatur Central, on the other hand, has one of the best linebackers in the state and Asen Stevens, who is headed to Virginia Tech. And, you know, they, they have a really good defense overall. So I think that'll be a great matchup between those two uh, sides of the ball. And, you know, if Newpal can run the ball, that'll be a problem for Decatur, which is a little bit younger on the offensive side and maybe a little bit less, uh, you know, just has a little bit less experience on that side of the ball. They have a freshman playing quarterback who's a really good uh, player, Bo Polston, who played at, he played there last week and did a nice job. They beat Columbus North uh, 26 to 12, I believe it was. And, you know, kind of pulled away late in that game with a couple TDs late, but had a good challenge. Uh, Columbus North is a 6A team, so, you know, that game was a little closer. You know, I saw that score is 14-12, to 12 and, and, you know, a little closer than I thought it would be, but still on the, on the same uh, vein. That's a, you know, a younger Decatur Central offense, so a good win for them to step up in class, and, and now they'll see – you know, a team that's actually smaller than them in class, but a team that, you know, as everybody knows, they punch above their weight often. So, 
you know, a really good matchup. I, and two teams, they played in the state championship uh, in 2019 at, at Lucas Oil in uh, Class 5A, and, and that was a really good game as well. And that kind of that year kind of was a breakthrough for uh, uh, Decatur to finally beat uh, Cathedral and get through there and win a, a regional and sectional and, and move on in the tournament. And that shows what you can do you know, in Cathedral when you either knock them off or they're out of the way. And that's kind of what Decatur's situation this year is they – Cathedral's moved up to 6A, so can the Hawks take advantage of that? And the path looks pretty good for them, you know, once you get into into the tournament. So, you know, this will be a tune-up, obviously, and it doesn't matter towards that necessarily, but I think we'll, uh, you know, maybe show us what Decatur Central's made of. I would probably favor New Pal slightly, but I think that'll be a great game. Um, <clears throat> Akeem, uh, obviously you've made your picks. You've had a chance to look at some of the matchups. Was anything jumping out to you or anything in particular that you're excited to see, be it your game or, or another game in the area? Um, I would say Cathedral-Brownsburg is probably maybe one of the, the top-tier matchups that people are going to want to see. Um, just, you know, talking to you guys about that Carmel game, you know, Carmel's offense might not be – as explosive as last year, kind of more a conservative approach. And Brownsburg obviously has that wide open offense with Whitaker leading the way. So that could be kind of a, a, a clash of two contrasting styles there that Brownsburg's looking to score points quickly and Carmel's looking to throw or slow down the tempo. So that, that that's going to be an interesting matchup, I would say. Absolutely. Kyle, what other games do you have circled on the on the docket for this week? Yeah, that Cathedral Brownsburg and uh, Akeem started. He said Cathedral and then talked about yep. Carmel. <laughs> but they, Carmel does have a big game too. They're at Center Grove, but yeah, Cathedral. I think the the and that's the game I'll actually be at uh, at Brownsburg on Friday. But I would say you know I think Brownsburg's going to have to play better uh, this week than they did against Ben Davis, and that's nothing against Ben Davis. But you know Cathedral just has more uh, experience right now on the offensive side anyway. And, you know, they went up to uh, Lafayette Jeff and handled their business on Friday. And, uh, you know, and Danny O'Neill, you know, we talk about him and write about him quite a bit already. Is He's only a junior, but, you know, played really well again uh, in that game. So, you know, I think it's up to the Brownsburg defense. And the, and the defense for Brownsburg did play well against Ben Davis last week. And, you know, they were able to, uh, you know, slow down that Ben Davis offense when they needed to. Uh, and by the way, Elijah Price for uh, Ben Davis, sophomore, going to be really – he reminded me of Chris Evans a little bit, and that's pretty high praise, uh, the way he can move through holes and whatnot. But, you know, Brownsburg did a pretty good job with him, even though he had 110 or 12 yards, I think. But uh, but they're going to be up against it. Better passing attack for Cathedral, and Brownsburg's going to have to put some points on the board uh, to, to, you know, match up with Cathedral. So I guess we kind of find out, like, who's – you know, who's who, you know, who who's – the real deal who's the state championship contender out of these two and i think they both are and they'll they'll come out of different sectionals uh when it comes down to it but you know i i this will be a really fun game i think and and you know kind of let us know maybe the hierarchy of 6a and how that all looks and also the carmel center grove game will do that as well um so two really good 6a games you know that'll be kind of titanic you know, and that Carmel Center Grove game also a uh, you know an, an independent game now, so that's a little bit weird you know, and different uh, as both those teams are out of the mix. You know, this will be that first matchup as they're independent, so not that that matters to the game necessarily, but you know, just kind of to the landscape of football, I guess, in the area. But uh, I think that'll be a really good game too. So yeah, both those. I mean, and there's some other good games down the list, but I think you kind of start with those. And we talked about Decatur Newpal also, but. You probably start with those three games as kind of the marquee games of the week, so to speak. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Makeem, Kyle, is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on as we, we move along? So we'll have appointments to get to this morning. Was there any other games you wanted to touch on before we address the picks and what happened last week? I know yeah, I would mention to get to those. Sorry, Kyle, go ahead. Yeah, I would say, I mean, there's a couple other uh, interest. I think Franklin Central at Ron Colley is, is interesting. You know, can Franklin Central uh, kind of get that, uh, what do you want to say, marquee win or program statement win? Uh and that would definitely be that, you know, and, and you know, they're building something there at, at Franklin Central. I think, you know, Jason West has, uh, you know, got a reputation uh, for a reason as, as one of the best coaches in the state. And I think that would be a chance for them to really kind of, you know, put their flag in the ground a little bit. So that one I think is interesting. I think, uh, you know, there's some different games that, you know, we haven't seen on the schedule before, like, uh, uh, Lawrence North at Whiteland, I think, is just kind of a, a different type of game. Six A against Five A, but you know, going to Whiteland, how does Lawrence North uh, handle that and and playing down there and uh, just a different uh, Detroit King at Warren Central, I think, is one that's you know a little bit different on the schedule. And then Lawrence Central and Westfield uh, is another one. You know, Keem talked about Westfield getting better. Uh, they're going to play a really good defense on Friday. Uh, Lawrence Central held HSE to twelve points. They lost the game, but. Uh, Josh Mickens and, and Tylen Cunningham are very, very good players, you know, on, on the defensive side. You know, I can't I don't know if LC can, you know, put up enough points. That's going to be the question is how they can generate some offense. But that defense will be one of the best uh, week in and week out. So uh, those games and, and there's some others down the list, too. And, you know, um, Speedway and Cecina, you know, that's that'll be an interesting game. I think the home, uh, you know, Speedway going to uh, that game will actually be at Beach Grove. But, you know, how the spark plugs look against a really good two A team. Um, you know, there's a few others that that are of note, I think. Ken, and Pike at Fishers, I think to me, even though both those, uh, you know, Pike got beat last week by Zionsville. Fishers rolled over uh, uh, North Central last week. But, you know, I know talking to Mike Brevard, the Pike coach this week, and I'll have a story out. I think tomorrow morning about him and his uh, background and whatnot, but you know they felt like they kind of let that game against uh, Zionsville get away a little bit. So you know if they can bounce back, that would be a huge win for that Pike program that's looking for momentum. You know, and that's it's a hard thing when your program's been down to kind of get that momentum. And they, they, I think they felt like they missed that opportunity against Zionsville. But uh, but there's good vibe I think around that pro Pike program too. Kind of a fresh start with a a coach with a lot of uh, energy. So uh, that that's another one to watch. But I could probably go down the list and talk about all these games. But I, that that there's a handful that I, I think are going to be good games. Um, speaking of the, the picks that we had last week, it was a much stronger start to the season for young Akeem. He finishes <laughs> seven and three. But if you're going to come at the King Kyle Nenrip, you'd best come correct. Kyle wins by a game. He finishes eight and two. Um, Akeem, <laughs> your thoughts on your performance. You got to be encouraged by the way you competed. You know what? I'm I'm striving for perfection. So anything <laughs> less than ten and zero just won't cut it. You know we we have to be better this week. I know Kyle's a formidable opponent, but again, yeah, we're looking to knock him off his throne. That's that's the goal for this year is to win. You know, so um, we got to do better. And I know Kyle's not going to back down. So it's this is going to be a this is going to be a death match to the end. <laughs> it was a good moral victory for Akeem last week. Good moral oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's some shade there, but I'll, I'll take it. You know, better than my start last year. Uh, I think that the slow start last year really like weighed me down. So, you know, I'm, I'm as long as I'm within striking distance, I think we can we can get it done. 
It is pretty difficult to bounce back from an 0-20 start, I suppose. <laughs> Something like that. That was quite a hole you dug for yourself last year, that's for sure. Honestly, I think that might be harder than picking a perfect week is be per- pick all losers <laughs> for the first week. <laughs> I tip my cap. He was a young guy trying to uh, make a statement, and uh, he got himself in some trouble. It was fun, though. We, he, he did come back and made it competitive at the end. He was building towards this season. Like, we all knew that 2022, right. or whatever year it is, this was <laughs> going to be Akeem's year. The Sharps in Vegas have been all over it. I never lost faith, Akeem. You know that. I've been your biggest proponent <laughs> since I got here. Um, it, it's, it's us against Kyle and against the world, buddy. <laughs> yep. Everybody's um, coming for me. That's right. Uh, before we get out of here, boys, what do you got coming up this week? Akeem, let's start with you. Yeah, I'll be at that... Uh... New Pal Decatur Central game. Um, that'll be something again, like the clash of styles there with the Stevens at linebacker and the, versus the offensive line and and Grayson Thomas at running back. That that's going to be key. I mean, if that offensive line can get to the second level and neutralize Stevens, they could have a, a really good day. They almost rushed for 300 yards against Westfield, but that'll kind of be the key matchup that I'm looking forward to. Like Kyle said, uh, so that that's where I'll be. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Kyle, what do you have coming up? I know you got some feature work coming and, and games, obviously. What do you got? Yeah, for football-wise, I'll have the, uh, of course, the predictions column uh, will be out tomorrow. And then, like I said, I got a feature, uh, kind of a different feature on the Pike coach, Mike Brevard, who uh, has a really interesting background and backstory that I think, uh, uh, you know, hopefully people like to read that. And, and I know it was fun getting to talk to him. He's got a uh, a person in his life, uh, and I, I won't give too much away, but who means a lot to him, and he's been a huge influence on him, uh, who lives here in Indianapolis. So, uh, kind of a, a fun to sit down and talk with those two people uh, this week, and so that'll be out tomorrow too. And then um, I'll be at Brownsburg Cathedral at Brownsburg on Friday night. So, uh, like I said, that should be a really good game, and, and I think will be a really close game. Yeah, I would assume, and it should be a great crowd. Brownsburg always. Uh, shows out well, and I think that'll be a huge crowd and and a good atmosphere Friday night. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm going to have the uh, Carmel Center Grove game. Me and the weatherman Clark Wade will be together for that one. Um, we also have some volleyball. We have a volleyball feature up on Ava Utterback today. She's a volleyball player down in Plainfield who has a top five that includes Kentucky, Louisville, USC, Illinois, and Pitt. So really highly touted recruit whose commitment is going to be coming up here in about a month, um, which is exciting. Um, obviously, on the show today, we have uh, Fab 15s for soccer, volleyball players of the week for, soft, for soccer and volleyball. Um, tomorrow night, Thursday, as you're watching this, uh, there's Hamilton Southeastern Volleyball at Brownsburg with a couple of the best players in the state going at it. Quincy Thomas had almost 40 kills in a match last week, which is a lot of kills from what I'm told. And then um, HSE has a couple nationally ranked recruiter, nationally ranked prospects on their roster, too. So that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And then Saturday, we're doing a soccer doubleheader with Heritage Christian Boys of Park Tudor. Heritage Christian, I think, beat Garen last night. So they're coming off a big win. And Park Tudor is a perennial power in Class A. And they play a legitimately tough schedule with a lot of big schools. And then in the evening is one that I've really been looking forward to. That's HSE Girls at Noblesville. Two of the two of the best teams in the state. A rematch of last year's uh, sectional, cha- sectional playoff match. Um, that went right down to the wire. I think it was one nothing in the final. So that'll be a lot of fun. So we have all that stuff. And then we do the Fat 15 Players of the Week thing all again on uh, on Sunday, Monday. So that'll be fun and exciting, boys. And I'm really excited to be back in studio with y'all. Yeah, Especially me too. We were planning on doing it today, but uh, we all have 
stuff to do. So it's uh, we'll do it next week for sure. Absolutely. Keith, any parting words? You looked really disgusted when I said I can't wait to see you boys next week. I think you're projecting, Brian. No, 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 no more words from me. <laughs> well, well, on that note, we thank you all so much for watching. We'll talk to you live from in studio uh, next Tuesday or Wednesday.